0: Now, back into the show.
1: Do you think that you're going to get to a certain point and then all of a sudden you're just going to kick back and relax? You know, that never, that will never happen. You have to start doing what you're going to do in your ideal life right now. You know, you have to bring some of that in there's no waiting. Like you never know what the future is going to hold. And, you know, that's perspective that Sophie like was bringing to me. And in the end, that perspective helped me also relax a little bit, like a forced relaxation. And then we're able to talk about bigger picture things and you get your head out of the weeds and you can do, you can move a lot faster when you have that perspective.
0: Welcome to Investing in the U.S., a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. Join Reed as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. Today so the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with both Derek and Sophie Clifford. The powerhouse couple have grown their own private equity firm called Elevate Equity, and they've grown it from just $0 to now over $30 million in assets under management in just two years. Now, prior to retiring from his W2JOB, Derek published a book, and you should all get your hands on this book, called The Part-Time Real Estate Investor for Full-Time Professionals, which is, we'll talk a little bit more about that, and we'll get links to the end of that at the end of the show. On the other side of the coin, Sophie is a licensed naturopath doctor and she owns a company and we'll talk a little bit about this. We we'll just discussed this in, a, in the green room, Live Whole You, a platform for wellness to focus on entrepreneurs wanting to take their minds and bodies to the next level. And she does that through a personalized genetics and cutting edge techniques from both the functional and naturopathic world of medicine. They are both also currently Airbnb nomads, and they're living across the globe. And they're currently in Ireland, but they've just had an incredible time in Greece. I'm really excited to have them both on the show here today, but enough of me. Let's get them out here. Hello to both of you, Derek and Sophie. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello, Reid. Hey, what's
0: going on, Reid? Thanks for having us on. We're delighted to be here. Yeah, well, just uh, tell us, give us the lowdown on the uh, where you guys have been traveling to and what's what's going on in your, your part of the world right now.
1: Yeah, so, man, we have been, uh, it's we're two months in on a four-month European adventure. Uh, ever since selling our house back in May last year, uh, we've been traveling around the United States and COVID has kind of been putting a hamper on some of the places that we did want to travel to originally, which was Japan. Uh, We wanted to go there a couple, actually like yeah, in in early summer, Um, but unfortunately they just now opened up or are opening up right now. So we had to kind of do like a little bit of a pivot uh, for what we were going to do for summer. And we decided to go to Portugal, Greece, uh, and then hit some of the um, the other countries that Sophie hasn't been to yet, which is Ireland, um, Iceland, uh, and England. I think she hasn't been there for very long. So uh, we're just going to be uh, traveling around and doing our businesses online and kind of like stepping into this abundant life right now you know while we have the time and we don't have kids yet uh, we're just kind of enjoying uh, each other and and enjoying where we're where we're at in the world and where we are in
0: life that is awesome that is absolutely awesome so many people want that life right but you guys are actually going out and doing that yeah i want to get into that a little bit more in the show but before we do can you rewind the clock and tell me how you both made your first ever dollar as a kid
2: so um our i I would say our upbringings are vastly different so Uh, Not a lot of people know. So I, I come from um, a family of immigrants. They immigrated from Cambodia. My parents are actually genocide survivors. Hmm. Um, I myself was born in a refugee camp and you know, the mentality was very much um, work really hard, do the best that you can and, you know, you you can do you can pretty much achieve whatever you want in life. So, with um, with my parents, because they don't really have anything more than a probably an elementary school education, they worked their way from making 50 cents an hour, and um, into becoming actually millionaires, um, entrepreneurs, real estate investors. They own restaurants. They were the ones that actually taught me about real estate investing because they uh, they bought properties not speaking a lick of English. And I remember uh, when I was probably as a teenager, um, even younger than that, helping do cleanouts, trash outs, um, painting, carpeting. So a lot of my knowledge from real estate investing uh, really came from them.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That is incredible. I want to get more into that, but I'll let Derek answer the other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Question. You know, for, for me, it was um, significantly less luxurious than what she just talked about. I think for me, it was um i think washing my aunt's car i believe was the first thing and it was something that i wasn't planning on doing but she just made the offer and i think they were trying to see because i was a very sheltered kid when i was growing up and all i remember was here's your five dollars but you know we need to work on your detail work that's that's what i remember when i was handed that money so uh you know needless to say i'm not in the car washing business at least directly right now so that's awesome. That's how that goes.
0: Awesome. Well, you, you guys have created an incredible life for yourself. We're now living across the globe, um, really trying to live in the in the in the moment, which is you know people aspire to do that um, so much. But maybe talk us both about that upbringing and, and the pr- the prior to where you are today, because I, I know personally. Uh, I know of you guys. I've been on your show with my incredible wife, but you've spent a lot of time building towards this. So maybe give us a snapshot of what it looked like prior to this, and how it really got to the point of you wanting to say, "Enough's enough," and I'm sick of this day job, and I want to go out and do more and be more.
2: Yeah, sure. So I would say, Reed, uh definitely wasn't glamorous. I think we, you know, we bootstrapped. We we did everything we could um, to build this life from the ground up, and I think we fell into the mentality of pretty much, you know, I, I, we, we really believe that anything is possible. And I think again, maybe I had, I, I like to take credit for having more <laughs> of that mentality <laughs> um, because Derek is, he, you know, he's very logical. He's very engineer minded. And although he believes the same thing, I think he needs to know exactly what it, how we'll get there. And for me, um, I tend to be more visionary. He tends to be more integrator anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but but looking back, you know, we um, we basically set we had very similar visions. We had very similar goals of how we wanted to live. and it you know it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't glamorous because we were heavily heavily in debt. And coming from very humble families, you know, we thought, okay, the best way to do this was to get really good jobs, you know, even prior to that going to good schools getting good grades, just that mindset, right, that that everybody seems to have. But then at some point, I, I saw how my family sort of made things happen. Um, and they they were able to, to say, hey, I'm going to open a restaurant. Not, I'm not speaking any English. And it doesn't matter how we're going to do it, but we're just going to do it. We're going to figure it out. And so the whole say yes and figure it out later mentality, um, we, we took that heavily to heart. And um, I would say that that sort of shaped the foundation of, of everything kind of we've built and stacked upon since then.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, like all, like all good things, you know, they, they all, at least in my experience, they all come from our wives. At least that's, that's what I truly believe. Um, To be honest, I think uh, when I was growing up, you know, Reed, like I, I was so laser focused on the traditional track of, you know, like what we discussed about, you know, on, on our show too, which was, you know, just being a W-2 employee, adding value and staying there until age 65 and just living that traditional life. But it wasn't until, you know, I got burned on a few, like on a job where, you know, I wasn't necessarily burned. I had great bosses throughout my entire career. But when I started to sit down and do the math for what type of value I was adding to clients back when I was doing consulting, right? um, I was on their facility, like living there at their facility or working on site, you know, and I was seeing the profits that they were making and I was seeing the amount of money that I was getting paid from my own employer as well. And then that got me angry and I started asking questions, right? And I started saying, well, why, you know, why, you know, in order to to motivate me to work even harder, why don't you give me some of this, right? And that just isn't part of the corporate thinking. And the multifamily world and the commercial real estate world is all about that, right? Like, as a matter of fact, that's how everything gets done. And so I didn't know that at the time. So I realized like at that point in time, I was just kind of finished with that. And I realized I couldn't depend on w 2 world to help get me where i wanted to go because this at this time i had met sophie and i had started to read rich dad poor dad uh, and started to get that mentality in so you know again up until that point i was all you know textbook w-2 until you retire right and that was it that's all that was out there uh just stocks and bonds and that's it uh for investments um but you know when we when we got into real estate investing, we kind of fell into it on accident um, and it was because of Sophie and because of Sophie, uh, I started to become more of an entrepreneur type person. I started to think, well, you know, I'm willing to take risks. I'm willing to grow and learn as a person and real estate's in demand. So like, this is a, a rational step for us to make that transition. And, you know, there, what, what my in-laws and her parents have done uh, with all the rental properties that they owned and coming here with nothing and just jumping into things was something I really admired. And so that's part of why our partnership works so well is that I really respect the things that came from her and her side of the family.
0: Yeah, no, that's in, it's such an incredible story and 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 having the two, the yin and the yang, right? And that making sure that you come together as a partnership uh, to, to make sure that you're striving and forging a, a path for that you both believe in, right? And I know... Like you, Derek, I remember Erica, my wife telling me when we first moved to the United States, she like wanted to move to Hawaii or something. I was like, there's no there's no work for me out there. And I was just so set on like I have to be an engineer, I have to be an engineer, I have to be an engineer. And then if slowly over time it unraveled, like I went to university, so I've got to be I went to university for an engineer, so I've got to be an engineer. That's like I had that yeah. mindset. And it wasn't until start the, the peeling back of the onions to realize, you know, anything is possible. And back to what you're sort of saying before, Sophie, which is that just say yes and figure it out later. Right, and it, it, it' it's so powerful and even in my story coming here I didn't have a job set up I just was like I'm going sort to of come here and I want to be in the US and I'm just gonna freaking figure it out so but let's talk a little bit more about the the the, granule, the granuleness of or the sorry the gradual change in the way you approached and how you got out of that um, your, your day job because you said it wasn't it wasn't sexy you said it was bootstrapped what did that look like and 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 how long did that last for? for those listeners out there to think, well, Hey, I'm in this, I'm this current same position. I want to hear someone else going through the same struggles I'm going through. Yeah. You know, Reed, this is a really
1: a dimensional question. And here's why I'm going to answer in what I saw from my eyes. And then I want Sophie as a spouse, right. That maybe isn't involved in the day to day to give her take on what it looked like. And this is like real life, right? So maybe, maybe this will be helpful for you in the audience. Right. So for me, what this meant was, I believe in the four C's, by the way, uh, Reid, which is um, coaching, clarity, consistency, uh, and and connections or, you know, just, you know, having people in your network and having those four C's are really important. I didn't know that at the time, but my main C that I led out with to, in order to, to continue building a real estate portfolio on the side while I was working a full-time job, a very demanding one, was to put in consistent time every day. That's one of the C's is, is consistency. So I just stuck with that and did that every single day, right? Every single day for uh, while I was working. And even on the weekends, I would do more than an hour of worth of time. And um, I felt like I was making progress. Days that I didn't do that, I felt like I would, I, g- I felt guilty that I wasn't putting my time and energy into something that's going to escape, that's going to get me out from my W-2. So there was a lot of hunger there, right? So what that meant was I was spending a lot of my time and energy in the morning, like waking up super early, doing the morning routine, getting myself on track, getting into the office in the Bay area before traffic built to spend my one hour working on my real estate business and then work starts. So by the time I got home, you know, um, I was, I had more stuff to do because there was more emails coming in. And while you're doing everything yourself on the single family side, it's tough. It's a drag. Like it, it really uh, takes some time and effort to do this, but no one's going to make it happen except for you. And having Sophie there to be able to like gauge where I was and for her to be able to help like adjust the way the rhythm of life um, was really, really important. And for me, it, uh, I kind of used this real estate business as a way for me to secure financial stability, which is where I really put a lot of my self worth into Um, later on. Like after talking about this with coaches and with Sophie at length, I determined that I had a fear of, you know, just not, not being able to live not being able to live off of the income that we're making. And I had to be financially independent by age 40. Like that was my number one goal that I was thinking about for a really long time. And this is a problem that I think we're going to be touching on here in a little bit, that that was actually my primary goal that was perceived to be coming in ahead of our relationship. And that's kind of like where the where the the, the cracks kind of started growing um, and where we had to really come together and figure out what is it that we're actually doing with this. So, you know, we went through that whole process and I think you can imagine in your head what that looks like working a full-time job putting in an hour or two every single day to a business that you're operating yourself on a single family scale um, and just trying to do more and more and more. uh, And then you have more questions, more problems, more things coming in, more concerns. Um, And so I'm just very fortunate to have a supportive spouse while that was going on. So that was my perspective of building up my portfolio at the very beginning. And then you know, going into multifamily, we can touch on that a little bit later because that's more of like you know 1031s and partners and things like that. This is more about like the work-life balance at home, which is where a lot of folks are starting out. Um, mm. That's just my my thought on that. But Sophie, what,
0: how did you how did you feel? <laughs>
2: Um, So I I love how eloquent he puts it because he says I helped him gauge. Well, it was frankly more (laughs) me pestering him saying, Hey, when are you going to make time for us? Right. Because, um, you know, and that's what I really loved and respected. And, you know, we've been together 12 years now, and this is um, this is a value that we both share, but he, when he puts his mind to something, he achieves it. When he, you know, when he says he's going to do something, he follows through. And so just very solid and very high integrity, but, you know, when, when it came to the laser focus, again, it could, it's, it's really about uh, the balance, right? Cause you can shift too much on one end of the extreme um, versus the other. So that for me, the things that I love so much about him turned into things that was taking, was consuming all of his time and he was doing it for both of us. So I understood that, but there was that other side of, of, um, of it all. And I, and I think a lot of you know, and I say this generally spouses, wives, like we, we feel that, you know, Hey, what are you in the long run, in the grand scheme of things, what are you really doing this for? Like, mm. and so, like I said, I, I, believed he was doing it for us, but there was something that, um, you know, I, I couldn't help, but but are you doing it for you? Are you yeah, doing there, it for your own ego? Was, are you, you know, there
1: was a little piece of that, that was self-serving because, you know, Reed at, at one point, Um, You know, we're on the show talking about, you know, you can bootstrap this yourself and you can do things right on your own. But at at a certain point, enough is enough, right? Like you, you've got to have that balance somewhere. And for me, I think I was, I was giving everything I had in the real estate and there was nothing left for her, you know, and that wasn't fair. And that's Mm -hmm. not how life is meant to be lived because when is that going to ever stop? Right. Like that's the question I have for some of those investors or starter investors that are out there that maybe see this pattern developing is do you think that you're going to get to a certain point and then all of a sudden you're just going to kick back and relax, you know, that never, that will never happen. You have to start doing what you're going to do in your ideal life right now. You know, you have to bring some of that in. There's no waiting. Like you never know what the future is going to hold. And, you know, that's perspective that Sophie like was bringing to me. And in the end, that perspective helped me also relax a little bit like a forced relaxation. And then we're able to talk about bigger picture things and you get your head out of the weeds and you can do, you can move a lot faster when you have that perspective. So those are all things that even though Sophie may not like, she just inherently does it. She helps cover my blind spots. She helps support us when we're out and about, Um, does all the things that allows me to have the physical, mental, and time space to do what I'm doing. And that's really where this true partnership comes in. And the same for, for, for me to her as well.
2: Right. Because when we first, um, when our first true real estate investment happened when I was in graduate school. So I, um, again, I took the knowledge from my parents. I bought a condo and of course I bought it June, 2008 Reed.
1: (laughs) Great timing.
2: And within, I don't know, nine months, it was like underwater it was probably, it lost half its value. And, but, you know, I, I lived there for about five years. And, um and I think that where Derek came in was just, I would have, we would have to write a check to walk away from this property. But um, Derek was like, no, let's, let's see if we can rent it out. Let's, because at that time, after I graduated, I had actually gotten a residency in Northern California. So I had to move and I'm like, well, how are we going to manage this out of state? You know, all of the new things were in our, in our mid twenties. And we're just trying to figure things out. Like I said, heavily in debt. Um, And And our mindset
1: too, wasn't quite where it is right now. Also, that's a big, big piece of it.
2: mm -hmm. So again, we were just sort of living to survive, unfortunately. And, um, and we were just happy for any crumbs (laughs) that happened our way. Like I moved to California and he was able to get a job eventually in Northern California. But the fact that we couldn't let go, we had an anchor in Washington state in Seattle, but what really turned the corner for us is that we were able to rent this out to medical students for 4 years and we were getting you know a couple hundred dollars in our pocket after paying the mortgage and the hoa and it was just an eye opener for us at that time i had seen my parents do it but i'm like to be honest i, I said i, I never want to do that because it was a lot of it was a lot of work a lot of late night you know rental pickups and my parents didn't have a property manager so it was a whole different world um, getting into real estate investing at that time, because I, I really don't think they knew how to do it in a more seamless manner. And so, of course, the way we do it now is a little bit different, probably a little bit <laughs> smarter and streamlined. Um, but I think that that was probably the starting point of us realizing that there's a lot of potential that um, could happen here. And that's why we say we sort of got into it accidentally as a, as a business. Yeah.
0: Now, back into the show. And thank you for for that clarity there. But I want to go back and just talk a little bit about, um, I I could definitely reflect to see, Derek, how you went full, you know, knees deep into something because there's an element of scarcity uh, in your approach to doing something on the side. Like, if I don't get this done, I'm gonna fail right I, I remember uh because yeah. I'm an engineer as well right and I, I I we definitely have I'm you Derek and my wife is you Sophie like she <laughs> is and I remember going up I just started my podcast I was working full-time as a structural engineer just moved to California and like I was so consumed with getting this podcast out and writing the notes and all this sort of stuff and this is going back you know 2014 like ages ago and like it was a Saturday and Erica's was like, you can't even be present on the to going to the beach with a dog. You know, like it was so consuming for me. And it was just because all I knew was how to engineer stuff and just work hard, right? That's all I knew. I didn't know how to give myself a break or just allow this bit of the white space to come in to recharge for, for the week. And I still struggle with that today. Like it's ingrained within me. But having a spouse is so important who can shine uh, – Hold the mirror up and and show you what what are you doing it for, and this is not a it's a marathon, not a sprint. But we all think it is when in, in in the start because we're just we're coming from that scarcity, and this has got to work. And I'm putting all my effort into it, and because I put all my effort into it, I can work toward. I can work my way out of. The problem, you know, whatever that might be. So um, I want to say kudos to both of you for for being able to realize that and becoming more self-aware to understand that. And I was in the same position because you mentioned earlier that sometimes priorities take over goals and you need to understand the difference between priorities and goals. And priorities also include not just business but health and, and, and loved ones and being present because, you know, there's pillars in life that you have And having your business pillar is only one single leg. If that goes away, you're going to fall down to the ground, right? You need to have your family and your health and all the other things that help support you. So it's really important and for those listeners out there to get that clarity around, particularly as you're trying to get out of that W-2 because I've been there, you guys have both been there, but also having that awesome relationship to come together, to have that yin and yang partnership, to show the other person, hey, It's okay. I'm here for you. We don't have to, you know, we've got to make time for each other. We we can't just be all about the business. We can't all just be about this one thing. I'm here as well. And we need to grow together because what the hell are we doing it for?
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's a
0: journey. It's not a destination. That's the biggest thing.
1: Right. And that's what I couldn't get out of my head is that, you know, as soon as we get there, that was the, that was the idea. As soon as we get there now, I'll relax. Right.
2: And then also another thing that I like to tease them about, if when he, he wouldn't be able to celebrate. I don't know if yeah, you feel yeah, the same yeah, yeah, read, yeah, yeah. but yep. he's like, wait, it's not final yet. And that was an ongoing. <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> thing. Was, it was.
2: And you know it was it's interesting because um, I've noticed it, it's shifting for sure. Uh, we implemented a lot of pattern interruptions. Um, whether it be just spontaneous, because he's he's not very spontaneous. I mean, his idea of spot, spontaneity is like scheduling it. <laughs> <into the
1: calendar. laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, hey, this is, I got this idea. Let's spontaneously put it into the calendar. And then now it's spontaneous, right? Like that's the way my brain thinks. It's <laughs> kind of sad.
2: But I love, Reed, that you touched upon the holistic picture, because again, it, it really is important to take inventory and evaluate what it is that both parties are working towards. And um yeah. and assessing like, is this going to be worth at what expense, at what cost is that is is all this going to be, right? Because we mm-hmm. only have a finite amount of years yep. in our lives. So
0: yeah. Yeah, even around real terms. Sorry to interrupt you there, but it was also around and I know it personally that like sometimes you're on different paths, right? And 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 when you're got the day job and Erica had, I remember Erica had a, you know, trying to she had three you know, teaching jobs at a, at a you know high school and a community college and something else. You have to get a bar job to make it work, and 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 it just I was just like, what? Like, what is going on here? Like, I understand you're super passionate about this, honey, but it's like we need to sort of be on the same page, and we because we were both like two ships passing in the night, and you sometimes can fall into those traps. Uh, but it's really important to have that space. And it doesn't just always come naturally. It's that's why we're talking about this stuff out loud and on a podcast because we're, we're, we've all suffered from the same things. And, and it's it, it's take making sure you're having that reset to saying what the hell. Because it did it, did, it had cracks in our relationship. It sounds like it, it was probably going to have cracks in your relationship too. So how do you come back together to mend those cracks to make sure you are on the same page, moving forward towards? Uh, towards your goals. But, but, but Toby, I want to move on the conversation because you've got some pretty cool news. I, I, we, we, we can talk a lot about real estate. And we do on this show, but uh, you said in the green room, but I, I mentioned earlier, you, you have a company or had a company, but it just, it just sold. Is that correct?
2: Well, it's, um, so after I did my residency and this was, oh my goodness. You have to count 20,
1: years. <laughs>
2: yeah. 2013, I left there. 2015. And, yeah. um, and I told myself, Reed, never again. I'm never working for anyone again, no matter how long it takes. I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to build something for myself because I, so I was during my residency, just to give you background, I was working at a fasting uh, medically supervised water fasting clinic in Santa Rosa. And, um, and if you just look up, you know, that clinic, it's a very, very, it's a world famous clinic and a lot of uh, celebrities, entrepreneurs, a lot of big names go there, but, again, this is, it comes back to what are we working towards at what cost? So I devoted my whole life. So I was there for about, um, two years and literally I lived on site. I was there for, you know, a beck and call and, you know, if they needed me to draw someone's blood, run an EKG, do whatever it takes. Like I was there. And, um, I think we were engaged, but we, we kept postponing our wedding actually, because I couldn't get days off. So that was the, you know, that was the level of impact that had. And um when when you're working in that environment, you know, you're we I, I wasn't necessarily um it, it was fulfilling in a sense because I was helping all of these people and I was learning, I was expanding my knowledge. But at at some point in time, and, and you guys probably felt this way in corporate, it's like you know that you're dispensable, mm. right? You know that you're irreplaceable on some level. And so when I got that kind of realization, um I just said, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna go out on my own, even if I just have one client per month. <laughs> and so and then that's what happened, you know. So talking about bootstrapping, that's what happened, and I grew it to several hundred clients. And then and, and Derek, and, you know, and, and it goes back to one of the seeds the that Derek was talking about, connection. So one of the, you know, we were talking about. It's important to take a look at your health, your relationships, all aspects of your life. Well, this particular conversation of not compartmentalizing came up, and he connected me with um, with someone who connected me with their performance coach, and it turned out they were looking for um, they were looking for a doctor who who understood high performance and could understand kind of think out of the box in terms of you know fasting or um epigenetics. And so that connection was made. And, um, I mean, it was sort of in a blink of an eye. They're like, can you become our chief medical advisor? And timing is everything. Would you guys agree? Like, it's Mm. just almost like I was ready to, to let that go. It's like building that sand mandala and then just letting it wash away. We put all this time, but getting to a place where it feels good to just say, Hey, I built that. I'm gonna. It's time to let that go.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the business specifically? It,
2: it was based. It was very much a kind of a clinical practice. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of hormone management, and then it started to shift into epigenetics, where I would be able to run um, an epigenetic report and pull, you know, take like your twenty-three andme Me, run your um, DNA DNA analysis, and then just see if there were any propensities to nutrient deficiencies or. Um anything that could shine light on what what it could be to optimize your health, take you to the next level, sleep optimization, um performance. you know, you can see if like there's something called um, sleep clocks where it tells you are you gen- genetically prone to being like a morning like a an early bird or a night owl? Well, um when I met the founder and CEO of this company, um, they were doing that, but they were doing it on a really large scale. They were doing it for um elite athletes and like billionaire executives. And so I honestly, so I I worked with women in hormones and I was shifting <laughs> into the more high performance, but this was wow, this is like intimidating. These are like NFL athletes. And and so for me to kind of be able to move into that realm, it it took a lot of it took a lot of expansion with my mindset, and I don't think I would have been ready for that position had I not gone through, you know, the the almost nearly a decade of the resilience of building my practice and of just going through kind of like the hard knocks that it takes mm. to to build a practice. Practice, and and I think what um what what was really nice is that they they valued that. They're just like we value you as an entrepreneur, and we. You know we like that because we're entrepreneurs ourselves so we want that perspective so um so yeah i mean it was and of course you know i owe that to derek because he was the one who made that connection for me
1: yeah and and you know likewise read it goes both ways like we we both have very complementary businesses that uh that complement each other um people that are looking for financial wellness are also looking for health right or health wellness because both of these things enable more possibilities in life right and you can't have like what's the point of great wealth if you're unhealthy all the
0: time right
1: and you know if you're incredibly healthy that's awesome but in order to enable the freedom for you you got to have the wealth as well so you got to have both of those components uh the yin and the yang so to speak in balance
0: mm. well so i need to talk to you offline because uh i'd love to hear what you I'm, I'm hugely into health and wellness and fitness and it's part of my identity it's part of like, I, I can't if I don't work out every day or do something physical, I go a little stir crazy. So it's it's, it's <laughs> funny how, but but sleep's so important and meditation so important. But understanding how to take food and that and combine it all, so it's not so much so co- so it's not so compartmentalized is really important in terms of being showing up and being the best entrepreneur, showing up and being the best CEO, mm-hmm. showing up and being the best husband or um you know brother or father or whatever it might be. So I uh, would love to talk to you a little bit offline about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, so what's the, what's the goal for, for right now over the next couple of years? You're traveling the world. Where do you see both your companies moving to in the next sort of, you know, five years? Yeah, you know,
1: um, for me, we're really big on the three degrees of freedom, Reid, um, which is location freedom, time freedom, financial freedom. And what we, we like to do is we like to help educate people that are stuck in our situation or the situation that we were both in, right, Reid, and all three of us, Uh, of working a W-2 and just feeling trapped. And we like to start with, rather than saying there's this giant mountain in front of us and it's financial freedom that we're trying to achieve, right? I encourage people to think about it in three ways, in three different layers. The first being location freedom, which is, you know, first get yourself, if you're working a full-time job, to be able to do it from anywhere, because then that allows you to call in to calls in Ireland, for instance, or in Greece or whatever. You got to make some adjustments to your day, but at least you have the level of freedom to be able to go and do that. And then there's the time freedom piece where as long as you work with your employer or with your boss or whoever to get your stuff done, and no matter how long it takes, then you're good to go. Then you got location and time freedom. And then financial is that final hurdle but I, I encourage people to think about it in layers. And our goal in the next three to five years is to educate people on that piece, like get them through you know, time freedom, location freedom, and then work on financial freedom, but then also have that health piece as well. So whenever we're talking with individuals, it's kind of something that we're gauging is like values um, to make sure that if they get into our world, we wanna make sure that they're also being healthy because what's the point of having you know, um, you know, partners and and wealth and all of the stuff if they're not healthy individuals, um, because that's something that we bring in as a part of our value. So our goal, at least for me, is to help um, enable the three degrees of freedom for a thousand people um, out there, at least for now, um, in order to help achieve Uh, their max potential uh, into the world so that they can do the things that they want to do and be the person that they want to be to maximize impact for everyone around the world. Right. That's, that's kind of my goal.
2: Yeah. I think it's because we've put in so much work to, to confirm to ourselves that this is possible because we were definitely in the mindset of, you know, what's, what's next. We, we bought a five bedroom house, brand new build in the Bay area Mm read. And we bought it right before COVID a month into it. We're just like, what are we doing? We're paying a massive mortgage <laughs> yeah. and life hasn't really like changed. I'm like, is this it? You know, again, it's yeah. sort of like, and, you know, day-to-day routine was great, but I think, you know, it, we, at one point, and I think it was Derek again as well. He, I was really proud of him because this was so unengineer like <laughs> thinking, it was just like, <laughs> what would happen if we just sold everything? And I was like, that is the best question. I'm so glad because I'm too scared. I'm, You know, even though I'm adventurous, I'm too so scared, way too scared to even think of what that life could be like. Well, um, you know, within a month, actually, we sold our house within a, a weekend. Um, and then we were digital nomading around and we sold all of our stuff, everything, everything we own fits into our car probably six,
1: six six suitcases right now is what we have read that's all that we own uh our worldly possessions and a car yeah. at home parked at a house and
2: so, then yeah. you know for our four month um trip here we're just living off of our carry-ons in our backpack and um and i think it's for you know to kind of answer your question of like future it's like the vision continues to change and evolve which is really exciting really fun for me um because it's almost like you know, we can't, it's all, it makes me nervous to be honest, to project too far forward from where we are now, because, you know, next year we can be in a completely different position. Mm. So like continuing to, I always like to say, continue to take inventory and project, you know, incrementally from the next phase because it can shift so rapidly. Um, You know, and another, what I really liked, uh, what I really like about our traveling is that I'm able to I mean, for both of us, we're able to see different ways people live all over the world now. And we want to keep on seeing that because I think it, it brings a lot of humility and it humbles us to the degree of like, gosh, we were just in one mindset, you know, and there's infinite mindsets and infinite ways to live. And we've seen so many people have so little, but are still so fulfilled and happy. And And it's changing us. I feel like it's changing who we are. It's changing who we want to serve, who we want to be, and I think that's probably um, gosh biggest gift that we have. Yeah, the biggest blessing.
1: Yeah, you know, Reed, we could we could just easily say, you know, we want to get to a thousand units under (laughs) management, um, and we want to be at a billion dollars, you know, being managed in the next ten years or five years or however long that takes. Um, but, you know, our values are shifting a little bit, like we're we're moving away from being someone that's that's looking after the dollars to being more about impact, um, being more about being, a you know, a, a global citizen, um, being someone uh, that can inspire and lift others and just help elevate the energy of the world. Because, man, right now, we, we need we need a lot of help in that realm. You know, we need a lot of help in in, in making people's lives better, because right now it's it's tough for a lot of people
0: out there. That's that's guys that's awesome and I kudos to you because I have the same being comfortable in my skin and so many people can't be this comfortable where they let go of the 10 year horizon right and mm-hmm. I and for the longest, and I I came through this when I was wanting to leave my day job it was like the yeah, from when I read bitch dad porter dad, it was I got to leave the day job got to leave the day job got to leave the day job that was a north star and then I got there and I was like what's the new north star yeah, right. Is it okay to not have one? Live the Ooh. live the year by year, the, the, you know, not have that, oh, I need to be here by the time I'm 45. Or just be like, I don't know. See what happens. You know, I, I like I just know the last 10 years were freaking awesome. The next 10 years are going to be even better. Incredible. And, 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 yeah. and having that mindset takes time. It takes reps. It takes confidence. It takes all the things. But it can happen. It sounds like you guys are – very similar to me that I'm in that mode now I have goals and targets and but I don't try and t- put a timeline to it because things can change so 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 quickly so I love that you've got to that self fulfillment not self fulfillment but you're you're scratching that itch and being okay not you know giving up the I need to be here by the time I'm 50 because that's the old way of thinking and you need to think more in a an abundant things can happen things can change and not necessarily there's not a floating like you don't want to get into floating element but but being still you know to your core who you are and not giving up on on, on that that mission to and and that, 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 again those those future goals may change um, down the track so of course yeah. one last thing that i have to sure. say about this is um, and
1: in 100% i think that everything you said was was dead on having a spouse or partner that can help you navigate through that time where it's like, what am I doing now? Like once that North star is accomplished, what's the next big thing? Like, what do I stand for? That's, that's what having a spouse is all about because they know you better than you sometimes, you know? And so you have to tap into that. And the other thing I wanted to mention too, last thing that I'll say, and, and I'll stop here is that, when we made the decision to cut the cord from california and start driving across the country and then eventually making out to europe we realized that even though at the time we didn't know it we we didn't know that we were financially independent but because in living in the bay area it's you're we're not financially independent (laughs) but living out and about, like living anywhere we want to be we are financially independent because our expenses go down right we're not paying a ten thousand dollar mortgage right or something like that so We didn't know that in any way, I guess what I'm trying to say is that we left our home. We want, and I left my full-time job in September to be both full-time entrepreneurial because we needed the fire. We needed the abundant mindset. We need, we we recognize that every time we get thrown up in the air, we always land on our feet, right? Mm -hmm we always evolve with the times we figure out what's important and we just make it work and that was with the help of some of our coaches and our and you know our, some of our limiting beliefs that got conquered and that's huge for people and we did this because we wanted the abundant life right now reed because if you step into the abundant life right now your energy shifts that's when we got like four deals put on our plate and we closed all of them right this was back in September October last year it was like literally Three weeks after I quit my job, we had all these deals come on our plate because there was a sense of energy change from, from people that knew me that became investors and also the brokers that I'm working with on JV deals that started to become bigger JVs and eventually syndications. So that's that's kind of the thing. I, I challenge the audience right now to do the abundant thinking thing that, that may feel uncomfortable. Whatever it is, even if it's a small step, do that because that's the limits of your capacity. And how do you know what your limits are until you start feeling resistance and they start pushing back in you, at you in the form of fear. And so when we made that trip, it was to step into the abundant mindset and be there right now so that we can vibrate at that energy.
2: Yeah. One of our mentors said, you need to test that abundant mindset every day. We can, you know, we can say over and over that, oh, we, you know, we're living in abundance, but you test it by letting go of that safety net right? And just, um, it, you know, for, for me, it was always like, it's that image of the trapeze where like, I always had one hand back here. Mm-hmm. And I could never commit to this one. And once I just let go and just commit, you're flying.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Well, well, guys, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show today. Uh, where can people reach you? if They want to be in your circle. They want to check out what you do. Where do they go?
1: Yeah, the easiest thing for me in my business is to go to elevateequity.org. You can also find us in our podcast, which is Elevate Your Equity, which I highly recommend you listen to because we had none other than Reed and his wife, Erica, on on the call. uh, And we had an awesome conversation there. So you definitely have to check that out. Um, And then, of course, you know, check us out uh, on on all the social media channels. We're everywhere on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook and also on Instagram.
0: That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your day. Coming in from Europe, in from Ireland, I just want to reflect some of the things that I took away from today's show. I think the the big thing is hearing your stories and, and how your parents shaped you. Into where you you are today, but also seeing a very much uh, resonating in terms of how I was approaching you know my engineering career and and my relationship with my wife is very similar to to you two I believe, uh, and that's why I think we you know we had such a good conversation on your show so, uh, so so long ago, but then also changing in your mindset around what what can be you know you practice you mentioned before practicing abundance. Today and practicing it every day in order to help you know that you can let go of that rope and you can and the net will appear and you will start flying as you mentioned earlier, Sophie. And I think so many of us and even to myself we get trapped in that that that, that small thinking. And it's it's so refreshing to have you both on the show to share that you know a vision of what you can be and and going out and actually doing it is so freaking awesome. And I just loved what you said about you know you've let go of the ten year horizons. You're just sort of more living as as it comes organically. Now you know you obviously got training wheels on to to make sure you're going in the right direction. But but in general, you've sort of let go of like what's that new north star because I have so many other things that I want to be present with to do today, uh, like sell the house and go and live in Europe, right? Like like be be intentional in the moment. And, and, and then obviously work. And the other thing I want to bring up is working on your different pillars in life. And we talk a lot about on the show about the different pillars and how it's not just business. Business creates the wealth, but you've got to have the health. If you don't have your health, you're not there for your kids. You're not there for your wife. You're not there for yourself. And if you don't have your relationships in and around you, What's the point of even, you know, having having a life, right? We only get one of it, so, so live, it, live it intentionally. Uh, did I leave anything out? No, I think that's perfect. You hit it right on the head. That's very well said. Thank you awesome, very much. Guys. Awesome, guys. Look, I oh, want again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch up very, very soon. Sounds thank good. You. Thank you. Well, there you have another cracking episode jam back with some incredible uh, content from both Derek and Sophie. Definitely go check them out. All the links that we mentioned on today's show will be on my website, but definitely check them out on all the social media platforms. They've got a lot to give in terms of their three layers and making sure that you're being intentional about what you're doing and how you're approaching your wealth, your health, and all the things in between, because it is so important as you're going along this journey of entrepreneurship to go out and achieve it today in an intentional way and not just you know the old way of thinking so again re-listen to this episode if you want to get any of the links from today's show hit them up i want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial iq because that's what we're all about here on the show if you do like this show the easiest way to give back is to give us a five-star review on itunes you can check out all the show notes on my website at reedgoosens.com and we're going to do this all again next week so remember be bold be brave and go give life a crack